Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting. And have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way. As well as setting goals and updating our progress each week. With brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week, we will be talking about all of the expenses related with being a reseller. So there's lots of costs, there's lots of money coming in and out, and we typically talk a lot about the sales side, because that's like, you know, the fun side, but got to talk about some of those expenses. Exactly. I know we got a lot of questions during tax season about different things we keep track of for our reselling. So we're going to go over a lot of that today. And yeah, as always, when you're doing your taxes, do your own research. Yes. So we will not be giving tax advice in this episode. As we've said before, we are not tax experts. Instead, we'll share some of the tools we use and things we do to keep track of our expenses for our Poshmark businesses. So we both use TurboTax self-employed for our reselling businesses, which we have found to be really user-friendly. So again, when it comes to taxes and expenses, definitely do your own research and Consider talking to a tax professional to figure out what's going to work best for you and your Poshmark business. But anyway, before we get into all that, what is new this week? So we have lots of updates this week. <laughs> I know. Every week. <laughs> uh, my first update, haven't made a sale in over two weeks, so <laughs> it's getting a little uh, awkward. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit of a dry spell. I'm, I've, I've been inspired by you though. You're doing your ten listings per day in April, and we'll see how it's going. But I think pretty well. And I was inspired by that, trying to do four listings a day. And I have not been nailing it. Let's be honest. But like, a lot more than usual. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like more than fifty percent of the days, I'm listing four items, and they're going live. So. I'm trying to do that. I'm sharing my closet, trying some different things, but yeah, just kind of in a dry spell um, for sales, which is just, you know, it happens, but I'm, I'm dying to see what the first thing I sell, you know, <laughs> now that you're back at exciting. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know when I was there in Texas, um, we did a ton of sourcing, but before that you really hadn't done much sourcing for a while. So, right. I feel like that happened to me when we moved. I like basically took like three months off and like, didn't even like open Poshmark or like list anything. And I'd make a sale like here or there, but it's once you start consistently listing, I feel like you will see your sales come right back. Definitely. Yeah. And a bunch of my items are, you don't like to see them get to the 60 day mark, but a lot of them are. <laughs> so I'm going to have a lot of like new items that way too. So true. Hopefully I turn it around. Um, I did do a little bit of sourcing this past weekend though. <gasps> I went back to the Dallas bins 
all by myself. <laughs> I'm so proud. Yeah. And man, you just live and learn with the bins, you know, you think there's a schedule and there just really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so last time we went, you know, we got there and they were kind of changing stuff over. And then we noticed right when the new stuff came out was like two o'clock. So in our minds, like two o'clock meant something. <laughs> yeah. So this time I roll up right at two o'clock and they were switching the bins over where they were locking everyone in that back room again, <laughs> which yeah. luckily this time I knew that and was like, okay, I'll just like, <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. And I went to the normal Goodwill store. Man, not impressed so far with that store because I could not find anything. I was in there for like 30 minutes, didn't find a single thing that I wanted to buy. And then I went back to the bins side of the building. So they're like attached, if you listen to last week's episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and... I I spent too much time in the normal Goodwill because all of a sudden I opened the door and it's like, I don't know how long they had been shopping again, but like it was open on the clothing side now. And like, it seemed like it had been for a while because the bins weren't even like that full. So man, they just change it out over so quick. But I looked through all the bins, you know, and I found some stuff, not like a huge haul or anything. I think I only ended up getting about like five or six items. And I'm happy with the things I got. Like I, I really like them. But yeah, just like not a lot of quantity this week. Um, it really is just like luck of the draw of which bins they happen to roll out, you know, yeah. when you're there. And especially at that one, there's like not as many bins on the sales floor to look in. So but I did get a few things and I had in the car a bag of stuff to go to Buffalo Exchange, do some trading mm -hmm. and was like, okay, if I'm fatigued from the bins, you know, I'll do this a different day. But if I'm feeling it, I, I'll just go right to Buffalo. And I ended up putting one of the things that I got at the bins in the Buffalo bag and went straight to Buffalo Exchange. And it was bumping. It was the day after Earth Day. So like, you know, sustainability is top of mind. I don't know if that played a role in it or what, but it was so busy and I didn't have a selling appointment. So I was like, oh, dang it. Like <laughs> I lugged this big bag in here, but they were totally accommodating and like got me in within 15 minutes. And they took one of the things that I had just gotten at the bins. It was like a pair of men's kind of like athletic shorts, a little bit short that are from Target, that like all in motion brand. Oh, um, yeah. But kind of more of a, like a trendy style trying to be like Lululemon knockoff or something. And they took those straight. Like they never went into my house. <laughs> oh, that just feels like such a life hack when that happens that yeah. just bypass and can get some trading credit for something way better. Oh, I know. I know. It's crazy. Like I'm, I mean, we got to keep trading at Buffalo to see kind of what they're interested in because there were so many things that the bins where I was like, maybe Buffalo would take it, but it's like, you don't want to take, you know, get a lot of yeah. stuff thinking Buffalo is going to take it and then they don't take it. And then you're just stuck with it or something. But but yeah, I got some credits at Buffalo 
from some like personal items and some older things from my Poshmark closet and then that one thing from the bins. And then I still had some credit from like a previous visit too. So I ended up getting three like really good items that I'm really excited about with my credits from Buffalo. And I was like all over town doing this and I spent $6 at the bins and I spent $6 out of my pocket at Buffalo. So that was kind of like, I mean, if I go to Plato's, who knows what the total is going to be? We'll get to the expenses, you know, but I spent $6 and like still walked away with about like eight or seven items. So super fun. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. You got to keep doing that going to the bins and trying to trade your stuff because it is a good deal yes i do have one more quick update we weren't kidding we have a lot of updates (laughs) (laughs) but it was one of my goals this month to like clean out my own personal closet like spring cleaning which i did earlier this month and my husband we were doing more spring cleaning stuff yesterday bjorn went through his personal closet and chopped a bunch of his items so I haven't counted them up yet, but it looks like about like 15 items that he's willing to part with, which I think a lot of them are in like good enough condition to try to sell on Poshmark or bring to Buffalo. So I need to sort through those and figure out like what the game plan is. If I want to take them to Buffalo first, or if I want to list them for a while or kind of a mix, but, but yeah, I'm excited to have some more inventory going for no money. <laughs> that um, just reminded me, because I, I always see ads for this, but I like never source men's clothes really or have big yeah. that are men's. But there's like specific like men's reselling apps. Like I think there's one called Grailed that's like oh, really? men's clothing. And I think there's another one too. Let me... I honestly don't know what it's called, but (laughs) for sure one was grailed. And then I think it's like vestiaire or something like that as a second one. Yeah. I don't know any details about it, but maybe this is an opportunity for you to look into that. Get on another platform. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like buy, sell, trade stores really anywhere is always taking men's clothes because I don't know. Not they to stereotype, but way they less. Yeah, they typically don't buy as many clothes and then they like hang on to it forever. So there's just like not as much in circulation out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like when you go into like Play Doh's, it's like 80% women's clothing and then like 20% a little tiny men's section in the back. Right. Like, it's just not the main focus of those stores. But I feel like, yeah, whenever you take stuff in to sell to Play-Dohs or Buffalo, it's like they are wanting any men's stuff they can get their hands on. Yeah. Like even I know like I follow the different Play-Dohs closets around me and sometimes they post like, oh, we're specifically looking for like shorts, tank tops, and like men's is always on the list. Yeah. They're like, like, we need something. (laughs) Yeah. They need some new inventory. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what is going on with you this week? Oh my gosh. A lot is going on this week, both reseller related, not reseller related. So (laughs) starting off not reseller related, if you've been following on my Instagram this week, I've been posting because we have a little bit of National Geographic style content because I found a hummingbird nest in my backyard and our patio. And it is so cute. Oh 
my gosh. Yes. So if you want any updates on hummingbirds, we do have a nest. I am posting updates and there are two eggs in the nest. According to my Google search, the eggs should hatch within two weeks. And I honestly have no idea how long the nest has been there because Rick and I, we had noticed, like, I'm like, I feel like I'm seeing this hummingbird back here. Like we see them sometimes in our backyard, but not like every day. And I was like constantly seeing this hummingbird fly by during the day, kind of under our patio. And I didn't even think to like look up and see why, what was going on. And then we noticed, oh yeah, she's built a little, little tiny, it's like a little one inch nest. And it's literally on top of a light bulb on our string of lights. So it's just the most precarious little spot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then the two eggs inside of it are like the size of M&M's. They're so small and it's just so adorable. So, so cute. I'm dying for those guys to hatch. So we'll see what happens. I am a little nervous about the nest falling, to be honest, since, like I said, it's just balancing on a string. But I think she knows what she's doing. Yeah, for sure. She scoped out that spot for a reason. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you want updates on the hummingbird, hummingbird (laughs) happenings, um, (laughs) follow my Instagram. There'll be some updates every day. At (laughs) Shop Taylor J. At Shop Taylor J. The next update, not reseller related, is um, I've been going to yoga lately, which has been really fun. I went to my first class with one of my reselling friends here. And then when you go, you get like a free two-week trial. So I've been going to all the classes. And now this month, I have like my own official membership. And I saw on the list for next week, they are doing a Hamilton flow tomorrow. So I am so excited because... I don't know if we really talked about this on the podcast, but we're both big musical people and we especially love Hamilton. So yes, I don't exactly know what that's going to be like for yoga. Like I could, I've seen like spin classes that have that theme. Like yeah. I know there's like a Peloton ride that's like Hamilton yes. music that I've done uh, that both one. Like, so have I. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so when I saw they had a yoga class, um, I'm really excited. And the yoga classes that I go to, it's like core power yoga. So it's kind of like a combo of like a workout meets yoga. So I'm sure the heart rate's going to be up. Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be, it's probably going to be my best workout of all time. I'd be so freaking hyped. So (laughs) (laughs) love it. Can't wait to hear how it goes. Yes. I heard you were trying to recruit everyone you know to go to this class too. Oh, yeah. But my husband, Rick, went with me to a yoga class this weekend and he like loved it. I was I wasn't sure how he would like it, but he he he's done like some yoga stuff just like on our TV, just like watching it cuz I feel like he wants to like I don't know, get like build so up to it sometimes and stretch. Yeah, exactly. And then but I think he was a little nervous to go to the actual class cuz it's kind of like he was like, are you sure they're not going to like point at me and be like, hey, you in the second row, you're doing it wrong. And I'm like, no, not a thing. <laughs> but yeah. And, but I know like he, he likes, um, he's been getting a little bit more into like meditating, trying to like yeah. calm anxiety. Like he has um, some of those, I think it's like the Calm app that you can like do like meditations or like there's ones that like help put you to sleep at night. And he really likes that. So I'm like, I feel like you would love yoga because like, that's basically what it is for most of it is just breathing right. and getting a little Zen. So he really liked it. So he said he'll go to Hamilton with me on Tuesday. So oh, perfect. 
any reselling updates or uh, <laughs> just kidding <laughs> Um, yeah, one of my reselling updates is, so sales have been slow. Will you, we've touched on that, you know, your, your update and wah, your, wah. <laughs> I know. And if, in the reseller community, especially with Poshmark resellers, I know there's been a lot of talk about like with the new search relevant search algorithm change that a lot of people are noticing a dip in sales. And I feel like we are seeing a little bit of that in our closets too, but we're trying to combat it the best way we can. And this week, I finally feel like my sales turned a corner again and went back to like having a really good week of sales, which is like so much needed. And yeah, I, I don't know if it's there. The new algorithm is like finally hitting its stride a little more or if it's I've been doing my 10 listings per day all of April. And now that it was like, you know, the second couple weeks of the month here or the second half of the month that maybe like since I've been consistently listing, I'm seeing that pay off now a little bit more. But yeah, last week my sales were like one of my best weeks ever, which was awesome. <gasps> Yay. Love it's it. really helping out my month of April because it was looking a little <laughs> little rough out there for the first <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited that that took a turn. And it's been fun. Like with the 10 a day, it's like so much. I don't know how people do more than that. Like I know so many resellers I follow on Instagram do like 15 to 20 new items a day. And I'm like struggling to get 10 up per day. It's so hard to like have that much inventory to list. Yeah. I've been trying to do four a day and I've it's missed hard. a lot yeah. of days. It's just yeah. the day just all of a sudden it's like the day's almost over and you're like, yeah, I still didn't do that yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like I've even had like really good luck sourcing this month. So I'll have, I've been coming home from the thrift store and I'll have like, have had such like a good haul, got so many new things. And it's like, okay, that lasted like three days. Maybe if I got like 30 things, which right. is a big haul. Yeah. And it, it even same, like when, when we were in Dallas, like we did so much thrifting. If you follow our sisters who posh Instagram account, we posted the full hauls of everything all three of us got and we got a lot of stuff. It was a lot. Still, it was taking over the living room. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was weird in there. And even still, it's like I got home and I'm like, oh, I'm all set up for success. I have all this stuff. And by like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm like, I got to go thrifting again. I'm already running out. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But, but it is selling. So that's good. <laughs> good. <laughs> um. Yeah. And then I think I'm going to take our advice from, I can't remember what episode we talked about that in, but in one of our episodes about kind of preparing for time off, one of the tips we had was before you're going to be on vacation or when you get back from vacation, maybe running a closet sale. And I have some, not, not necessarily all trips, but we have some people coming to visit in May and some plans pretty much like every week in May. So I know it's going to be like a busy month outside of reselling next month. Um, so I think I'm going to take our advice and run a sale here like that last weekend leading from April to May to try to just drive a little bit of extra selling, start the month off on a good note. And yeah, so I think that's going to be my plan. So stay tuned if you've been keeping an eye on anything in my closet because you might be able to get a really good deal shortly yes. here. Do you know what kind of sale you're going to run yet or still kind of deciding? I'm not sure. I don't really know what to do because I kind of like the name your own price sale, but I feel like I have done that one a lot. 
To be determined. To be determined. <laughs> I've also had good luck with like the five for $99 sale. Yeah. So probably one of those two. Get some bundles going. Get some bundles going. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll I need to look run up- a sale. I don't know. Maybe that would. Get it might get your morale weekend. back up because it's it's just, it is nice having a good, really good yeah. weekend of selling. <gasps> Plus then we could both run sales at the same time. That'd be fun. Yeah, that might be the play. If I could, ooh, okay. Not to make this about me, but <laughs> maybe I'll try to do my four a day, like the rest of the week, and yeah. then do the sale. Or know, how many items I have. I think I can yeah. do four a day still. Yeah, no, I, I think I'll decide what kind of sale to have just looking at like what kind of price points I have in my closet. Because I do have kind of a lot of higher ASP things. So mm. I have to figure out like what the cutoff's going to be if there's like, I'll still offer a deal on those things during the sale. Don't get me wrong, but I probably can't do like $20 for them. Right. But makes sense. Yeah. have to figure that out. And then we kind of touched on it a little bit, but you know, with all the changes to the algorithm and, you know, the Poshmark app, Poshmark is hosting a fireside chat to talk about the, the changes that have been going on and kind of some tips on how to, get things cooking, which, I mean, this could not have come at a better time for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I, from what it said in the little blurb about the fireside chat, it seems like it's supposed to be really focused on this new search and how to best use it and t- any tips they have. So um, they had limited access because I think it's going to be on Zoom. Um, okay. So you had to go in and get a ticket for it. We both did get tickets and I know it sold out pretty fast. I mean, by sold out, the tickets were free, but they ran out of tickets. Right. Um, yeah. So let us know if, if you guys are interested, we would love to do like a recap. We can like take some notes on the fireside chat and report back what some of the information was. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's this Thursday. So could be a few future episode let us know if that's something you'd be interested in just reach out to us on instagram at sisters who posh definitely another update an embarrassing update for housekeeping item housekeeping (laughs) item we got to set the record straight it has come to our attention last week last week on instagram on the podcast on every social channel we have We've been just trumpeting that we that I bought this dress and that the brand was BHLDN. And we had several listeners point out to us that we're mispronouncing it and the brand is actually called Beholden by Anthropology. <laughs> like oh my now, gosh, thank you for telling us. I'm so yeah. embarrassed. <laughs> Think if we would have put that in like a top 10 brands to know. <laughs> don't even get the name right (laughs) i know and we both thought it was so funny because like i feel like we both heard other people like mention the brand beholden before but like just didn't put it together like it just did not connect that that series of letters could be referring to like the word beholden that brand right yeah it's kind of like girlfriend jeans where it's like it's literally vowels are taken out It's literally like girlfriend jeans. If we were like, hey, one of our top 10 jeans brands is G-R-L-F-R-N-D. <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> so thank you for letting us know. 
We are yeah, definitely learning well. the brands as we Yeah, <laughs> and if we ever mispronounce other brands, please let us know because I'm sure we do. <laughs> we have these Midwest dialects working against us too. Just like trying our best. Train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we do have one other update we need from you. We kind of touched on it. You're doing the 10 listings a day, but... You didn't mention if you've used any of your whammies. So we have allotted you three whammies, three days in April that you don't list 10 a day. You can use these, you know, whenever. All at once, save them up for a rainy day. Take a weekend off. Take a weekend (laughs) off. Last time we got an update from you, you hadn't used any. Okay, well, I have an exciting update, and I'm going to need some clarification from you, Maddie, and maybe the listeners, too. So, as of today, April 25th, I have not missed any days still. I've been doing 10 a day, every day, including when I was traveling. Wow. The only exception is yesterday, April 24th, Sunday... I scheduled seven listings to go live and then I meant to like, oh, I need to like, I like that was like what I had photos up on my phone when I was scheduling them all. And then I was going to like revisit and like add three more to it. But then the weekend just got away from me. I was like at the dog park, me and Rick started a new series, like <laughs> just life happens. So hey. I did list seven items yesterday, but I did not hit my goal of 10. But besides that, it's 10 every day. So what what's my whammy sitch? That's a half whammy? I think that's a half whammy. Okay. Because you did get whammy. over the five. Five true, a day. True. And yeah. you showed some effort of like, you know, yeah. listing some of it. So I'm gonna say you're at two point five whammies remaining. Okay, that's a pretty good spot for April twenty-fifth. Oh yeah. So then okay, I do have one other this is more of like a a little bit of an asterisk so okay so what's going to happen is if you were to go into my closet insights and you scroll scroll down you can see the listings per day you know i was bragging about it on my stories last week when it looked perfect with 10 a day every day (laughs) but now it's kind of ruined because but it's my own fault because i was being too eager because okay i have have no idea where this is going i know i know i had the listing scheduled 10 per day when i was in dallas and they were all good to go. I was so excited. I was on top of the world. Then I'm in Dallas and we're staying up until who God knows when watching these movies, <laughs> staying up late. And I have them scheduled to go live at 7 a.m. in the morning. But I look at the clock. My two sisters have dozed off. I'm scrolling my phone and watching Parent Trap Alone. And. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's 12.06. I can just put those listings for tomorrow live. So I was like, do I go to the ones that are scheduled to go live at 7 a.m. I just mark them all as for sale. <gasps> so I'm just like, it's past midnight. Yeah, I didn't read the fine print. And the, the new change. day on Closet Insight starts at midnight Pacific time. So it was midnight Central. Oh. That is so on my graph. There's one day that looks like I didn't list 10, but then the next day or the day before I listed 20. 
yeah i'm not yeah. losing any sleep about that yeah. like but i just have to set the record straight because i probably am gonna want to brag about that graph again soon you know and <laughs> you're probably gonna write all of this out in a word yeah. bubble Exactly. I'm going to write it all out in a word bubble. Everyone's going to be like, we don't care. <laughs> we are not that invested in this. Okay, but like I wanted the 10 per day every day on the graph. And now let me look what day it is. It's so sad to see. It's so sad to see. So close. Well, now we'll all know. I almost emailed it. Poshmark to see if they could change it. But you just, no, just I was in Dallas. Like, <laughs> oh, I didn't get the time change. As you probably heard, I'm doing 10 per day. I won't <laughs> shut up about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's the 17th. It's the 17th. I got every day as a little 10 bar, and then the 17th has a zero. Mm. But the 16th has a 20, so. I think it's fine. I think you can post it as is and still be proud of it. Okay. Well, for the listeners, if you see that, blemish. It's not a whammy. (laughs) It checks out. (laughs) Also, I've been listing, I've been trying to do better. I got back on trying to cross list to Depop and Mercari with, I've been doing 10 per day. I'm just trying to go on at night and at least list the new items over onto Depop and Mercari. So that kind of, I feel like helps the cause. Oh yeah. I feel like those are extra credit points. Like if you were in trouble with whammies, we would have been awarding you, but I think you're going to make it. Yeah, I should be good. Knock on wood. But I think, you know, if you need extra credit, we can we can circle back on that. But I'd say you're nailing it. I think we gotta give me I think we gotta give me some kind of whammy system on this next month because it's really holding you accountable to this ten a day. I'm impressed. It's a lifestyle. Gotta just get it going. It's hard, but love it. Any other updates or (laughs) that's the end of the episode? I think that's all of our updates. Awesome. Well, that brings us to the main event, which is expenses. So we have a couple listener questions related to expenses that we wanted to go over first. Yes, we had a really good question on Instagram this past week. Someone said that they loved the new episode. A few questions about a few questions for future episodes, tips on cost of goods and establishing a sourcing budget based on your goals. And how far do we travel to the bins? The closest to her is about an hour drive. Like, is that worth it? What do we do? Mm. So yeah, that kind of led us to thinking about, you know, all the questions that we have also gotten that are in the same vein with like our expenses. Cause obviously we talk a lot about our sales on here, but that's not the full picture of the money going out. Right. (laughs) So as far as like a sourcing budget, I don't think either of us have like a set amount like per week that we are restraining ourselves to each week or trying to hit each week. I think for us, we try to go sourcing. um, I try to go sourcing probably a couple times a week and you probably try to go sourcing like once a week. And we're more just looking for quality items that are within our cost of goods that we can flip for like a certain profit margin. And sometimes we can find a lot of stuff and sometimes we don't find anything. So it just kind of depends on that. We don't have like as locked in of a budget for that. Right. Yeah. I would say like when I'm thinking of um, 
an allocation for a week. I I almost think of it more as like items where like if I have a really good haul at one spot, then I like I'm kind of done. <laughs> yeah. You know. And then I wouldn't go on to another spot where I I just don't you know, I I can't even get these four a day up. So I don't want to get too many items. <laughs> yeah. Like you were saying, I don't have like a specific budget on how much I want to spend. I think if I have a couple, you know, hefty Play-Doh's hauls that are getting up there in the dollars, then I'll try to cool it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe try something else um, just so it's not becoming, you know, all my eggs in one basket and spending all my money at Play-Doh's. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, I think luckily right now we're in a position where like if there's a ton of good stuff at a thrift store, we just kind of roll with it and have a good haul that day and not like limit ourselves dollar amount. Like we're lucky enough to do that at this point. But that's definitely something I think I want to be a little more diligent about in the future of just like having more of a plan, even if the plan is like, okay, every other weekend I go to Play-Doh's and then the other week I go to the bins or something like that, just to like kind of have a number in my head of like how much I would spend at the bins if I had a good haul and how much I'd spend at Play-Doh's with a good haul, just to kind of balance it out maybe a little more. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it really depends too what sourcing spot we're into at the time where like yeah there was a couple months there where you were really just hitting the bins yeah multiple times a week and really not going to normal goodwill or maybe a play-doh's sprinkled in but i mean those weeks your budget was you know a lot lower yeah where if you're going to like a last chance or you know some of these yeah. other spots yeah the budget might it- look different yeah. In general, I feel like in the grand scheme of like reseller budgets, I think both of ours are pretty low of what we're spending per month on like new inventory. Cause I feel like I try to, I do try to go to the bins to keep the costs pretty low, but still have enough yeah. items to like keep my closet bulked up. Yeah. So like in March, I think I spent like, I only spent around like 600, which is pretty oh, good. Wow. Cause then yeah. I, I think I made close to 4,000 or something yeah. like that. So that's kind of the picture, but sometimes it could break down totally different than that. If it's like of just what like you sells said, that when one of our Play-Dohs kicks, maybe we're we're spending a little more and making a little more. So like it just kind of depends on the full picture. I think like an average like thrift stop for me, if I go to if I go to the bins, like anytime I go to the bins, I'm probably gonna spend between like forty and sixty dollars and get a full cart. Is basically what I normally yeah. do, unless I'm like not hitting it, then I won't force it. But typically. That's kind of what's happening when I go there. I've had I've had it happen a couple times where like I go in and then I check out and then I like leave and then I say it like I check out again and get another full cart. Like <laughs> I've had some crazy bins hauls, but yeah, about that much. If I say for like one rotation or two rotations, fill up a cart, then it's it can be you know I think even when us three went together to the bins, it's like our total is like about forty dollars for a full cart. Right. Yeah. And then when I go to like a regular Goodwill, I feel like with my 20% off coupon, it's always like right around like $100, maybe less, maybe a little more, depending on how much good stuff I'm finding. And I usually yeah. get like 12 to 15 things. Yeah, and Play-Doh's pretty comparable yeah. to Play-Doh's if you're able to time it up with like a coupon or yeah. if you're running a sale. I feel like $100 mark to get about 12 items is pretty, yeah. pretty normal. 
Sometimes we're always kind of getting a mix of things that are like, oh, a couple tops that are like $3.99. And then we're getting like a few things that maybe we spent like $15 on and it kind of just evens out. Yeah. And then how far do you travel to thrift stores? So I would say anything 45 minutes away, I'll like definitely go to <laughs> in the yeah. like Dallas-Fort Worth area. There's just like so many thrifting spots and like I always go on a weekend, so there's always more traffic and, you know, it just takes a little longer to get places. That's like kind of just my routine, like the Salvation Army, you know, can be kind of further away for me, the 30 minute drive, Dallas bins, about 30 minutes, Fort Worth bins, maybe a little longer. Plato's is a little like 10 minute drive. So all of those, I'm, I think I do want to be a little more deliberate of like, now that I'm really realizing like the Dallas bins and the Salvation Army are like kind of close together to like do things in the, (laughs) that makes sense on a map. Yeah. (laughs) Of like plan out the days that way, which I think we did when you were here too. We went to like the Dallas bins and the Salvation Army in the same day. And then kind Um, of just work your way back. Yeah. And even the Fort Worth bins, since it can be like an hour with traffic each way, like I want to do a better job next time I plan to go there to like try to find another thrift store in that area and kind of make it like a multi-stop. So I think that would be the big thing of like, if you have to travel a little bit or like, you know, an hour to get somewhere to see if there's like another one in the area or even like a cool restaurant you want to go to or something else to make it a little more worth your time to like make it a day trip kind of thing rather than just like just to go sourcing at that one place. Yeah. I try to do the same thing. Like the bins from me is probably like the farthest thrift store I go to now. There's only one bins in the Phoenix area and it's like way kind of across town from me. So I'm always, when I go, I'm going there, I have been trying to like hit a goodwill on my way home now or like stop at Buffalo on my way home and make like a day of it. So it's not just like I'm only going there. So it just eats up a lot of your time just leaving to go so far. But Definitely. I think it's probably only like 35 minutes from my house. So it's not not horrible. It's doable. Pretty far though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that would be our advice. Just try to like see if there's anything else around there. If you're – I think she was saying her bins is like an hour away. I think it's still worth it to like check out and just yeah. maybe like, okay, I'm going to go there like once a month rather than like – multiple times a week you know yeah no I think an hour is still worth it to try to make a trip just to see see how you like it and try it out and all of that yeah or maybe even like stay for like a couple rotations if it's further away definitely yeah I know I always get burnt out at the bins but it is way more worth it if you stay for multiple rounds I totally should have done that on Saturday but (laughs) I didn't oh you sometimes just hit a wall at the bins you're like I gotta go wash my hands and get out of here (laughs) I was already like fatigued because I should have just waited in my car for the like I'm gonna do that next time rather than go into the other goodwill because it kind of like then I was fatigued of like I'm already feel like I went shopping yeah and now I'm going in (laughs) yeah you gotta start with the bins (laughs) yes (laughs) so then some other expenses that we spend money on for our reselling We've talked about all of these things in other episodes, so we'll try to reference those episodes here if you want more information. But for supplies, one of the main things that we're constantly buying for reselling is the poly mailers that we use. 
obviously you have the option to use the free ones from the post office if you want to save on that cost. But for us, we like getting a pack of a hundred um, fun printed poly mailers. We usually just get ours on Amazon and I feel like we can usually find them between like 12 to $17 for a pack of a hundred, depending on what print you pick. Yeah, definitely. Do you buy like one at a time or what's kind of your frequency on these? Yeah, I feel like I've been trying to stock up so I don't run out of them at any point. So before I start running out, I usually order three all at once. So it's usually $50, but then I get 300 poly mailers. And usually one of them I get in like that bigger size up the like, um, Mm, yeah. 12 to 16 inch one or something. And yeah, then I have three new patterns that I just kind of add in. And I usually still have a few stragglers from the old ones before that. And then that lasts me, I want to say like a good quarter of the year for sure. Yeah. I'm looking at my Amazon cart right now and I have been doing like a similar rotation where I buy like two packs at the same time Yeah, and I buy it every like five months. Yeah, Um, which kind of makes sense. I didn't know it was so like November and June. That's when I buy them. So I guess (laughs) I've been like consistent (laughs) the last couple of years. So I guess I better put a calendar reminder for June. (laughs) Yeah, you're coming right up on it. Better start browsing which ones you want to get. Yeah, yeah. I haven't ordered for a while. I was just thinking about that. And I just ran out of my cute daisy ones like this week. Mm. But I still have some other ones. So I'm not like at a 911. Yeah. But yeah, I last ordered January 15th and I ordered the smaller size, which is the one I most of the time use. I feel like if you're just starting and you don't know what size to get, the 10 by 13 is like the best and you can get a good price on them usually. And then I actually ordered three different sizes this last time. I ordered 14 by 19 inch ones and 12 by 15 ones. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That 12 by 15 is super handy too. I'd say that's yeah. the like second... Second top. I mean, I guess it really depends on what you're selling. If you're like, yeah, I feel like it's almost seasonal because it's like yeah. during winter, I was going through those like crazy with all the sweaters and even like the thicker Jeans. pairs of pants. Yeah. yeah. Where and out in the summer, if it's like a dress, like they can fit in that small one easily. Definitely. And then another expense that we both have is buying labels. So we both have a Dymo printer. And that needs to be refilled every so often. So it comes with like a roll of labels that you peel off. And man, I don't know. I think I got to just order one because <laughs> I don't know when the last time I ordered <laughs> Yeah, it's like the worst when those run out because it's so inconvenient. Actually, I would recommend I ordered last time. It was like an off brand, but it was compatible with the Dymo. It's the brand Dasher. And it came with a four pack of the rolls. So there's like actually so many because I think there's 220 labels per roll. And I ordered four. It came with a four pack. And it was only 30 bucks. I'm ordering it right now. I see exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Works great with the Dymo. And the Dymo ones are kind of expensive. Not like crazy, but... $22. Yeah, $22. Like $20 bucks for one roll. Yeah. So, so I recommend Dasher app. if you're cheap like me. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, those have been lasting me a long time. And I think I still have like two unopened rolls. And I bought that back in November. So nice. Maybe I only have one open roll. I can't remember, but I haven't run out. 
<laughs> I've been using the same one since August. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get those sales going. <laughs> yeah, the full time. If you're full time, you go through a lot of this stuff faster than you think. Sometimes it's hard. Right. But yeah, that's why I recommend Makes the four sense. pack. That four pack's gonna last you till like twenty twenty five. I know. <laughs> Another expense that you might have as a reseller is if you subscribe to any uh, reseller tools that are like third party. So one that we both use is Posture VA. You pay, I think we pay $20 a month with a coupon code we have or whatever. There's also ones for like cross listing. There's different sharing ones that Posture VA. There's if you, if you paid for like your version of Visco to edit your photos or anything like that that would be an expense you want to keep track of as well. You're using it for your business. Definitely. Those subscription services, you got to keep an eye on them. Otherwise. Oh yeah. Do you remember my audible? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When I was subscribed for like four years and didn't really realize it. Yeah. (laughs) 40 credits later. (laughs) Yeah. And then I called. Yeah. Yeah. I was subscribed to audible and I have, what for years didn't really realize it until every month I would see it on there be like, dang it, I got to cancel. And then it, they would be like, okay, but if you cancel, you lose all your credits. And I'm like, but I want to use the credit. So I, then I'd put it off and another month would pass, yada, 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 yada. So long story short, I had to use like 40 audible credits in one day. <laughs> so now I'm just working my way through my audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs> now you're really into audiobooks. Now I'm really into audiobooks. I'm still only on the first one. I'm actually not even that into it, but you gotta I'm listen into when book, you go to the bins. I know, I know I do have to. All right, back to this. Back to the uh, topic, sorry. <laughs> then you know, we kind of just have some like miscellaneous expenses that kind of pop up every once in a while. So we have a lot of like miscellaneous tools that we use for reselling. So we have And we've talked about all these. If you want to listen to the reseller gift guide, I believe from December, 2021, we go in depth on a lot of these items, but these are things like a sweater shaver, you know, measuring tape, different storage systems of like hangers or bins or things like that to put the items in could be packing tape, yarn, Anything that you use for your business, you'll want to keep track of those expenses as well. Even if they're just these like one-off things you don't always think of. Definitely. So that kind of brings us to how do we keep track of all these expenses throughout the year? So we both, I feel like, keep it pretty simple. I feel like we could be doing more to like make it easier on ourselves later. And that's something we're probably going to work on this year to try to make it even easier. We both just keep a spreadsheet just of any anything we buy for the business. We're just tracking it in there. That way we have kind of a running total of all the charges that we're making to the business. Yes. So, yeah, we just literally keep a list of like in Excel, like the date that we bought it, what it is, and the amount that we spent on it. Sometimes if you like buy something that like, you know, you, you bought something at Walmart, like some storage bins, 
but you bought all your groceries too or something, I'll like write a little note too of like the total was this, but <laughs> yeah, the other things were personal or something yeah. just so I remember later. And then that's a good way too to like check like how much did you spend during the month? But then yeah, also we just keep a physical binder of the receipts um, so we can like reference back to those. It's definitely nice having the spreadsheet showing all of our expenses in one spot so you can kind of check in with yourself and see how it's going. Yeah, I've been trying to try to keep that, especially being full-time, like keeping that expense thing updated better than I did last year. So I've just still been putting the receipts in that drawer and then like probably once a month, realistically, I'll go in and enter them in. Our spreadsheets are very simple. I know some resellers i mean you could get really detailed with their spreadsheets if you wanted to some people keep track of like every item and every cost of goods per item there our spreadsheets are just for expenses and mine's literally like three columns yeah it's like the date how much i spent and like kind of a category of what it was for and if there's like a note like you said if there's like personal item or something on there yeah that's it. And then like sorted by date. For cost of goods, we do track that. I-, I like how we do our cost of goods. We keep them in just in Poshmark in the additional details. That's where we keep track of all of our inventory information and our cost of goods information, which I like having it in there because then it's like right at your fingertips when you're accepting offers of like how much you paid for it. Yes, definitely. So yeah, if you're making a new listing at the very bottom, there's like the additional details where you can put like the skew and we put in like where in our inventory system it is. So if it's in like bin number one, you put like number one there and then there's like a cost um, line where you can put a number in there. I don't like that. It has to be a round number because sometimes like, yeah, it's like it was $1 and 10 cents. And it's like, I could just like, okay, I'm always going to round up or I'm always going to, you know, round or something but I then yeah there's like a third line that like you know just like open like additional details or something and sometimes I'll write the amount in there too if yeah. it's like a weird amount or if it's like sometimes I write in there like the things I got at Buffalo Exchange I wrote like the price the Buffalo Exchange price but I wrote in there like Buffalo Trade because it's kind of like any extra about that differently yeah or any additional details I also do this might be overkill but I kind of like it I put the month and year that I got the item in no that's smart I wish I would have been doing that I don't know when you started doing that and didn't tell me that was like a little rude of you sorry (laughs) (laughs) it is nice though because then it's like when I was trying to find things to go to Buffalo I like sorted by the oldest ones which at the beginning I wasn't putting the year which I knew was 2020 because it's like I just started out (laughs) That was like June. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So then it's like easy to find the items like, okay, I've had these ones forever to kind of look at the items different ways. Yeah. I like that we use the additional details because it can be overwhelming because, you know, you want to keep track of all this stuff to make sure you're making profit on all your items and able to easily find them in your inventory. I get why people would have a separate spreadsheet for that because it's like you do want to be tracking that. 
but I love that we just keep it right in the Poshmark listing in those additional details. And then it's really nice, like you said, because we can just pull the sales report or inventory report that Poshmark can generate for you at any time. And then that will be a column on there. So you do have it in the spreadsheet form too, if you need it. Yeah, those are super nice when you're, even like when you're looking at like your sales for the month, if you pulled like your sales report for the month or the year so far to look at like, okay, how much did those items cost me? Like, were those mostly like bins items or were they like, you know? Yeah. Cause it's so hard to remember. I mean, in the beginning it was easy to remember like, Oh, I got this item on, you know, this sourcing hall at this place. And now it's just like all kind of blurs together or like you've had the same item more than once. And it's like, I have no idea which iteration <laughs> it is, you know? Yeah, totally. With the cost of goods, I think we do it differently than each other where I'm doing so much sourcing now that it's just easier for me because I'm like usually photographing a haul all at once and like listing those items all at once. And so I just take an average of like that thrift trip divided by how many items mm. I got. And then that's my cost of goods. Not I'm not keeping track per item. If there's like something that it's like, okay, I bought this for like $30 at Goodwill because I'm planning to sell it for like a lot, lot more or something then I would like make an exception or leave a note about that. But if you are doing like a heavier volume of stuff where it's getting to be a bit much to always itemize it per item, I've been liking just keeping it as an average too. Nice. Yeah. Cause when I, when I'm photographing the first picture I take of the item is a picture of the price tag. Yeah. So then like when I'm too. listing it, I know, okay, like that's the number I need to put in the additional details. But if, you know, I was doing it your way and you're just like, oh, I just need to remember $5. And then you just add that to each one. Yeah. Then you don't have to take that picture. But I guess either way you want to do it, like if you're going to do it the way I'm doing it, definitely recommend like taking the picture of the the price. So then it's easy when you're listing it. It's so easy to get them mixed up if you're just like yeah. trying to remember <laughs> or yeah. like have them laid out or something. It's just like, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. And then if you're doing it, like I'm doing it, like I try to, as I'm listing things, I'm always listing them in a group of like the trip that I bought them at. Mm, nice. True. Cause otherwise it could get confusing of like, which trip are we on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you like, sometimes when I've gone to like three different Goodwills and then I've like have them all in my rack, it, it does help me stay organized. If I'm like, okay, I'm going to like list this stuff, this stuff, especially now that I've been like scheduling the listings to go live later, like using the drafts. It's nice because you can still, even if there's literally no other information about the item, just like the photos, you can still act, save those additional details. So it's helped with two things because I'm able to like put it in inventory right away, even if it's not even listed yet. Mm. And also just make sure the costs are all in there, like as I'm putting the photos up. Nice. Um, That's so a really good idea. Done. Wow. I'm learning so many tips. I know. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I think... <laughs> There's a lot to keep track of, but like the more you can keep it easy for yourself and like maintainable and like keep upable, that's like yeah. key. Cause I'm like onto the next thing, like five seconds later. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't definitely. want something that's going to be like me highlighting a million things or entering a million boxes in an Excel spreadsheet. That's just not right. my personality. Yeah, definitely. Another thing that I've been like testing the waters with, I need to like fully commit to it. Cause I really haven't, but 
I know a lot of resellers recommend opening a sec separate bank account or even opening a credit card that you use for like reselling charges so you can like get mm. points going with it. Yeah. And then making sure any business expenses, any sourcing, anything that's counting as like an expense for your business is all coming out of one account because that's another way to keep it really easy for yourself during tax time because you can just pull all your bank statements then and see like all the deposits versus all the uh, cost. So I've taken the first step. I opened like a second checking account just at my bank. So there's like a separate one in my like yeah. app now. And I've been trying when I go thrifting to like try to use that card just so, you know, you have everything and you can like cross-reference it with your receipts and make sure everything looks good at the end of the year. Nice. I just put them all on my like normal credit card and to get the yeah. points that way. But, but just having it in a whole separate account. It's so funny though. I like... I'm not that consistent on budgeting <laughs> yeah. where like it comes in waves and then I'm like really interested of like, okay, how much are we spending on things? You know? Yeah. I feel like most people are like that. And yeah, same. when I last did that, I think it was like in December and the, I had the like mint app and I had it before I was like into reselling and there was all these like categories for the budget <laughs> each yeah. month. And, and the app was like, you are way over on the clothing budget <laughs> because of all the, all the sourcing. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, it's all like Play-Doh's Closet, like, Salvation Army. That much. Yeah. So that, oh my gosh. that was a little confusing for the, the Mint app to figure out. But yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of having a separate bank account or the credit card because it, then it is nice to like see it all in one spot. And that's easier to if you're using your own like regular credit card or your regular bank account, it can be like, it's all just mixing in with your other money. And it can kind of be like, where am I making money? Am I losing money? Where am I at? Yeah. Hard to like see as clear of a picture. Yeah. I think it would be motivating too. I mean, we've talked about this before of like potentially setting a goal for your like reselling money or something of like, yeah you know, like buying, like buying a big purchase with your reselling money would be like really cool or something for me. Like yeah, we both been part-time. talking about how we want to get hot tubs. Like this could be, this could be little. it. <laughs> <laughs> but seeing it all in one bank account slowly going up. Yeah. Would yeah. Be more Some motivating. of my reselling friends that do that. And then that's like, then you can even like cut yourself a paycheck kind of, you know what I mean? Like it's right. not as mixed in. Yeah, because I'm like withdrawing the any sales I make immediately, and then they just kind of like get lost in the checking account. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could definitely we could we could up that part of our business to make it a lot more like a business. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And we've touched on you know kind of how our goals were going at the beginning of the episode, so we're not going to go through those again. Mostly so I can save face because the sales are not. <laughs> We're not hitting the sales goals, just like everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Figuring um, it out. But we're figuring it out. We're excited for this fireside chat. I know, yeah, I know a lot of people wanted to get tickets to it that weren't able to. So we'll definitely try to do a full episode reporting back. Unless everyone's like, you don't want to hear it, then we won't. But <laughs> I'm interested to see what they're going to say. Me too. Awesome. Well, if you liked today's episode, feel free to head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars. We absolutely love seeing those. It totally makes our day. Yes. And if you have any questions or feedback, you can always message us at Sister Suposh on Instagram. 
or send us an email at sistersuposh at gmail.com. And if you want any more hummingbird content, please feel free to head over to at shop Taylor J. <laughs> and if you want to see how Maddie is doing on these men's reselling apps with, <laughs> I forgot the name of it already. To be determined. I keep thinking grinder, but that's. <laughs> I know. Every time you were about to say it, I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's what that is. <laughs> No, it's not. But it's something like that. Granged? No. <laughs> we got to get this right once. This is another one where we'll have to um, come back next week with our correct Try selling your clothes on Grinder. I mean, it could work. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a try. <laughs> Grailed. Grailed. The largest online marketplace to buy and sell menswear. Like what kind of menswear? Like luxury? I'm on the website. I'm on the website. Let me see it. Um, Are they interested in Express? Let me look. <laughs> I think that's what we, we look got. For Express. The website looks nice, honestly. Supreme is coming up. So, Gravel? Gavel. Express. Express popped up. Okay. Yeah, people are selling Express. Well, we'll keep posted on that. Just maybe follow. my sales Shop with Maddie just be- twenty. Shop with Bjorn twenty seven on Grailed. <laughs> on Grinder. <laughs> all right with that we'll talk to you soon love you maddie love you too bye bye (laughs) oh my gosh okay that's so funny